Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Find Me in a Book podcast. I'm your host, Tav, and this book has been everywhere. It's the rage on TikTok. It's the rage all over Instagram, all over all the uh, every social media, honestly. And I guess people have really been looking forward to this book, but I have just barely learned about it like a couple days ago. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's a hype. I need to jump on the hype train because I'm a follower, which is fine. And I was very surprised. Not surprised, actually. I've read Emily Henry's books before, and I loved them. And so I, I guess I wasn't surprised that I loved this one. I was surprised with the emotions that I felt. If that, I don't know if that, it will make sense uh, by the end of this podcast. And uh, the book that we're talking about today is Happy Place by Emily Henry. And we're going to get right into it. Like, I guess I didn't even really say hello. Uh, but I guess I will now. Like, hi, how is everyone? Uh, it's getting into May. It's gone all by May. You're welcome. I'm singing on this episode. Uh, it's May, which is insane. Um, the fifth month. If you didn't know your months, you're welcome. And what's happening? It's summer almost. Like, over here in North Carolina, it's starting to rain a lot and it's starting to get really humid. And I'm like, what happened? Like, I am not used to the no season, like, areas. I am, I grew up where there are very blunt seasons. And over in Idaho right now, I think that they're finally getting warm weather. But it, like, snowed a couple weeks ago. So I feel like I've said that on another episode. I honestly, everything blends together. I just wanted to give you an update on Idaho, you know? Uh, currently the husband is in Arizona. He is visiting family and, you know, doing some stuff over there. So I am here at the house all by myself this week. So, you know, just reading, doing my episodes, watching TV, just living my best life. Um, what is new over here? I hope you enjoyed last week's episode, getting to know me. I love having the husband on the episode because I feel like it just flows really well. And I have a lot of fun plans for the episodes, for the podcast. And that includes like bringing other people onto the episode and talking about books with them. And I just have a lot of fun, fun plans. So I hope you stick along with me. And let's see, is there any news in the book world? Oh my gosh, yes, there is. I just remembered. So Colleen Hoover, if you've been following along with her, she has been, I don't know if it's actually her, but the book It Ends With Us is being casted for a movie and Blake Lively is on there. Let me see, let me pull up the Instagram um, so that we can talk about these characters Let's see. Okay, so Blake Lively. Wow. I mean, okay, big uh, big news there. And then they announced Atlas, who is Brandon Skelinar. Skelinar. If you've watched uh, 1923, like the, the Yellowstone prequel, he is beautiful. Oh, he is so, so beautiful. So he's going to be Atlas. Blake Lively is going to be Lily. 
and Justin Baldoni is I think he's going to be uh, the other guy. I can't remember the other guy's name. It's crazy. And then they just announced, let's see, they just announced Alyssa, who is going to be Jenny Slate. And she is most known for like, um, like Parks and Rec. Uh, and I love her on there. She's a perfect Alyssa. So these are big, like big actors and actresses in this movie. So I really hope that it turns out well. And I hope that it just like blows us away. I really hope so. Because you just never know with, like, books turning into movies how that will go. So I'm just, you know, really, really hoping for the best. Uh, well, now that we got all the little shenanigans out of the way, a little talking, little get to, you know, catching up a bit, nothing in my life has changed. Or, I mean, it has, but I'm not able to talk about it yet. Next week, I should talk, be able to talk about it. I know. I... I hate when people do this and can't talk about it, and but I'm going to do it next week. Just stay tuned till next week, and we can talk all about the things that are about to be happening. But without further ado, uh, let's get into this episode because it's kind of a big deal. So we're going to be talking about Happy Place by Emily Henry, and would I recommend it to my mom and sister? Absolutely. I really, really would. There was like maybe one and a half spice uh, there's like a little scenes little but nothing like super descriptive that I honestly wouldn't even blink an eye at if my mom read so definitely not very spicy and I will be honest I cried in this book like at the end I definitely cried and it wasn't out of like sadness and it wasn't out of like happiness I mean it kind of was happiness but I mostly cried because of the nostalgia that I felt in this book like they talk about childhood they talk about friendships they talk about like the friendships that were lost and gained and are still growing to this day and it was a romance book but it was combined with more of like a friendship and growing up and how to find your happy place than it was really focused on the romance between the two people. And it was beautifully done, beautifully, because usually I'm like, ugh, that wasn't really a romance. Like, I wasn't here for it. But it was just so relatable and so pure. I don't, uh, that's a strange word to use, but it just like, it, honestly touched my heart like and that's why I cried because it just felt it was just a heartwarming book and like the characters in there you grew to love them I was kind of confused at first like who all the characters were and how they were related but it was quickly like I mean my questions were quickly answered this is a dual timeline so it's like present and then when they were in college like the different parts of uh, these two people's relationships during the different college paths. Um, and we have the three best friends. We have Sabrina, who's born and raised in Manhattan, heiress, basically, and she is going to be a lawyer. Uh, and throughout, like, the college, she's, you know, studying to be a lawyer. And then we have Cleo. She's, like, the painter's daughter from New Orleans. Um, she turns out to be, like, an organic farmer, 
and then we have Harriet, who is the main female character. She's from southern Indiana. Her dad was a teacher. Her mom was a dentist receptionist, and she is studying to be a brain surgeon. So they meet, I believe, their freshman year of college, and they just become best friends. And I love how Emily Henry describes their friendship throughout the years. And I wrote this down because it just, like, I just loved it so much. Like, Harriet learned a new kind of quiet with her best friends. So she learned, like, the peaceful stillness of knowing one another so well you don't need to fill the space. And then a new kind of loud, which is noise as, like, celebration, as the overflow of joy at being alive and here and now. Like, that was so, I just... I felt it (laughs) like this episode is all about the feels like I felt that like I have a couple best friends and every time I'm with them it it's like that where it's like the peaceful stillness of knowing one another so well you don't need to fill the space like there could be moments where we're just sitting on the couch and we're just like either chatting or we're watching TV, but just having that, like knowing we're, that we're with each other and that we just have been best friends and we, we know about each other. And um, both of the best friends that I have, like we, we go kind of long stints without really seeing each other. But when we see each other, we just pick right back up. We call each other all the time. Um, both of the best friends um, call each other all the time. We do voice messages all the time. And it's like we we just are, we know that we're there for each other. We don't need to be talking all the time, but we know that we're there for each other. And we know like when we need to talk and we know when like we kind of give each other space. And it's just such a good feeling to know that you have someone like that. And I think that's another reason why I just genuinely loved this book is because of those feelings. And like I said before, the nostalgia of like growing up with them, like my one best friend, we've been best friends since I think we were like 13 or 14. And then um, my other best friend, we've been best friends for like 10 years since college so they're pretty long stints of like these friendships and it just I don't know it just hit me in the feels um so every year during the summer these three best friends would go to Sabrina's family cottage in Maine like every year every summer and they've been doing that since they met each other and over the years they gained another roommate and his name is Parth they became best friends with him, and he would join them. And through Parth, they met Wynne. And Wynne is the main male character in this book. It's not a dual point of view. Um, it's just a dual timeline, so we only see Harriet's point of view. And so when it comes to, like, the real time, um, Harriet is, she just arrived in Maine for their yearly vacation and kind of uh, reunion. And she currently lives in San Francisco and is uh, two years into her residency. And she shows up to the cottage and she's really nervous because her friends don't know that her and Wynne have broken up. 
And when she gets to the cottage, Sabrina's like, I have a surprise for you. And when is there her fiance, which is now her ex fiance. But of course, like I said, her friends don't know. And they were engaged for years. Uh, they've known each other for eight years. Um, I don't know how long they were engaged for. Um, but it's been five months since the breakup. And he's been living in Montana with his family. When he was living in San Francisco with Harriet, uh, but his mom has bad Parkinson's. So he went back to help for a bit until his sister could get there. Um, but during those couple months that they were away, the long distance, it just didn't work out. And so they have been broken up for the five months. Um, but it goes through like the beginning of their relationship and you can instantly tell that these two are very like quickly drawn to each other and just so in tune with each other I don't know how I can just you can just tell that they're in tune like their banter is so funny and it's so witty and you just instantly love them but they're somehow really bad at communicating really bad at communicating um, especially like their vulnerabilities with each other and so that was frustrating throughout the book where it's like, just talk to them because the, the whole time in the book, you realize that you don't know why they broke up until kind of the very end. And even then it easily could have been like solved through communication. And so that was kind of frustrating um, to read and be like, can you guys just like talk to each other? Uh, so when he is like, very insecure about his lack of like smarts and his small town upbringing which was very refreshing that sounds kind of weird but I loved Wynn because he was so real and that's another reason why I like this book it it was so real and so raw and it was very refreshing because with Wynn being so insecure like he was always feeling like he wasn't good enough or being good enough for Harriet and he didn't know what he wanted to do with his life, and w which is what we watched, and it was really heartbreaking. But you could feel Harriet's love for him just, like, dripping off the pages, basically. And you could see that all she wanted from the start was to love him her whole life, and it was very, very sweet. And so you just, like yearn for that for her because Wynn is so like, I just want you to be happy. I just want you to be happy. And she's like, well, I just want everyone to be okay. And if you're happy, I'm happy. And she doesn't fight for what she wants, which is an, a very frustrating too. Like, I just wanted to yell, like, just tell him how you feel. Like, stop trying to be okay with how he's feeling. Like, how do you feel? So they met on one of the summers when um, Harriet had just arrived at the airport and one of the roommates were supposed to pick her up, but they sent Wynn, who is best friends with Parth, and Parth was starting to go to the cottage with them. So that's how they all met, but it was instant banter between Harriet and Wynn, and it kind of just went from there. And um, so to real time, they are all there for a week, and they surprise the group. Uh, Parth and Sabrina are engaged, and they want to get married that week, uh, like the weekend, uh, because Sabrina's dad is selling the cottage. And so they're going through all their nostalgia, what they love to do throughout the years, 
doing all the activities, just nonstop partying, nonstop being with each other, nonstop reliving their memories. And so when and Harriet are like, we can't tell them that we broke up. We can't like we just have to act like we're together this whole week. Like we we have to fake it for them so that they're not upset and so that we don't ruin the fun, basically. There are currently six of them there. So Sabrina and Parth are together and they're both lawyers and Cleo and Kimmy, uh, they're organic farmers. And then there's Harriet and Wynn. And you go through their friendship throughout the week and their different like strengths and weaknesses. You see all of it. You see all these different situations that they kind of put themselves into but put each other into to kind of test their friendship. And, of course, there's like the climax of them like kind of all having a fight and figuring out where they are now because they're growing up. Like they have all been friends for a really long time. And they want to keep that nostalgia. They want to keep what they had throughout the years of having so much fun at this cottage. But they they come to the realization that they are growing up and they're not the same anymore. But they have to adapt to each other and each other's schedules and each other's lives. And even if you can't hang out all the time, it's okay. Like just a simple phone call and and just um, at one point Sabrina is upset because she feels like She's doing all the work for their friendships. Um, she's the one reaching out, following up, and the other two are, are very busy, and uh, they don't want to, like, burden the others with, like, their problems. And so it, it just is another another problem of, like, communication. Like, friendships are important, and there has to be communication in friendships and relationships. And so, like, just going through that with them and the emotions as they argue and work through their communication errors um, so that they can, like, come back together and have a great time. And um, Sabrina and Parth do get married at the end, and um, we we see the process of what um, Wynn goes through with, like, his self-esteem almost and, and how he hated himself for not being good enough or smart enough or driven enough for her. Like, he grew up to think that he was a letdown. Like, he has two incredible sisters that were instantly smart and had all these goals and everything, and so he felt like he needed to go out and do that. But he, like, barely passed college. He doesn't know what he wants to do. And so he he was a letdown. And, and when he lived in San Francisco with um, with Harriet, like, they didn't have very much time for each other, and he didn't know what he wanted to do. And then his dad passed away, and he had a really hard time with it. And what I loved is that in this book, he admitted that he's been working on himself and that medicine has helped, like medicine for his depression. And I genuinely, like, I I didn't gasp, but I, I took a breath of fresh air because in all the books that I've read, I don't know if any of them have been like that real and that honest to say like, you know what? It's real. Depression is real. And these characters needed medicine to help. Like it just was so, it felt very real and that these were like actual people like with actual like problems and actual feelings. And you know what I'm saying? Like it was just very, 
relatable. And I really liked how um, it was put in here. Let's see that when said he was explaining kind of like the depression and the medicine to Harriet. And he told her a story of his friend in high school that was playing soccer and he was having a really hard time breathing and and um, it turns out that he's had asthma. And so this kids had spent 17 years operating on 55% lung capacity without realizing that breathing just wasn't supposed to be that hard. And so that's how Wynn felt when he started antidepressants. Like he just felt like anything was possible and everything was possible for the first time. Like his mind felt quieter. Like he felt like a weight had been lifted and had he had motivation, like he just felt like a whole different person. And I relate to that. I really do. Like I grew up with anxiety and it, my mom has bad anxiety and, and I just thought that that's what I needed to do. Like I just over, always overthought things. I just was always basically an anxious mess. And then finally I was like, you know what? I don't think it's supposed to be this way. And so I went to a doctor and I was like, hey, I, I think I'm experiencing this. Like, can you help me talk through this? And she's like, absolutely. So we talked through like my anxiety. I went to a therapist for a while and I also got on medication and I will never go back. Like I haven't upped my dose or anything, but I feel like that's what I needed to just stabilize. And that's okay. Medicine is okay. It's there for our benefit. Of course, we can use it for a bad, you know, bad. But when it's used for good and a benefit and to help you, like, figure out your life and help you really, like, get a clear picture of who you are, then I say I'm all for it, honestly. It's tremendously helped me in my life in my like in my work life in my friendships in my relationship like I used to just have all these emotions and like my hormones of course were all off whack because I have PCOS and so just a combination of everything that I would go hot and cold hot and cold like with my moods so often that once I was able to get on this medication it just smoothed and I I'm happy I'm stable, I have just like, I'm just calm, and my mind is calm, and I can rationally think through things, and um, I mean, that's me being vulnerable for you guys, <laughs> like, just letting you into my life, and letting you know that it's okay, like, it's okay to ask for help, it's okay to get help, it's okay to have, uh, use medication for help, like, it's okay, and um and I really like that these characters went through these real life situations and and they had real life reactions. Um, so I I really did like this book. And um, another aspect of this book is that um, Harriet knows that her parents kind of gave up their dreams to raise their children. And I relate to that. Like, I don't really know what my parents' dreams were. All I know is that they did the best that they could while raising us. And, and I, I've asked my mom before, like, hey, what hobbies do you like to do? What makes you happy? And, and she doesn't really give me, like, a solid answer. And I really liked at the end of the book, um, Harriet is talking to her mom, and she's saying, like, no one else's happiness is yours to grant. 
You need to find yours. And that's what I want to do for my parents. Like, I want to find what really makes them happy. I want to find, have, help them find themselves again because they have raised their kids for 20 years. I mean, longer than that, but like that we've been out of the house and, and they're empty nesters. They have been, I think for a couple years now. And so they're, they're figuring out their, they're figuring out their relationship again. They're figuring out themselves again. And I just want to help. Like, I think that's greatly, like, it's very important. It's a new birth. Like, they are being reborn into their next phase of life. And I want to help them because no one else's happiness is yours to grant. Like, you need to find yours. And I loved that. Um, But, yeah, I felt like this was a really deep episode, a deep book, and thoughts and feelings. And um, I, I honestly, I do recommend this book. It was really beautiful. And it definitely sparked a lot of emotions and thoughts and, and all the good things. So I highly recommend this book. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think that's it. I think those are all my thoughts. I don't know. Like, um, I didn't want to tell like too much of this book because I, I just genuinely think that you should go and read it or listen to it on like audible. Um, but yeah. I, I definitely loved it. So that's the episode for this week. I don't know what I'm going to do next week. I need to find a book. Maybe I'll, I'll look, just do my deep dive on TikTok. But let me know your thoughts and feelings. Like if you felt the same way on this book or if you were like, uh, what are you on? Like, that's not how I felt. <laughs> I just I genuinely want to know. But anyways, follow me on all the socials, Instagram. Um, where else am I? Twitter everywhere like I just want to stay connected but anyways I'm very grateful for you guys I'm grateful for this platform that I can talk to you guys about like all these books that I love and share my genuine thoughts and feelings and be vulnerable and even if you don't accept it that's okay I'm here anyways and I'm I'm sharing so grateful again and I will talk to you next week